Pin Nation, Jonathan Pemba here with James Grande. Welcome into the Better Baseball LED of his Playbook podcast here, recording for Tuesday's 11-game main slate. James, Tuesday, always one of the biggest slates of the entire week. We've had some 14 gamers here, so I guess 11 games, not all too bad, but it is a slate loaded with top-end pitching talent here. So uh, deciding what starters to use, building the right sacks, all the good stuff's part of our DFS success here on a Tuesday. Yeah, definitely a smaller Tuesday slate, if you want to call it that. But 11 games, not bad. There's loaded with pitching talent. There's a lot of offenses that are in really good spots, conversely. So uh, definitely an interesting slate. One that, you know, I mean, names we're not used to seeing at specific price tags that we'll get into uh, pretty soon. So uh, looking forward to uh, diving into this one with you, John. Yeah, 100%. Why don't we get into Vegas totals here? Uh, talk about uh, the favorable spreads that we're looking at and any uh, totals that we should be targeting here as well. Yes. Yeah, so when we take a look over at Viva Las Vegas, um, let's see. Marcus Sherman and the Chicago Cubs, minus 135. Ben Lively, your favorite pitcher in baseball, currently minus 165 up against the Rockies. The Cleveland Guardians, minus 225 up against the Oakland Athletics, sending Aaron Savale to the mound. Uh, the Dodgers with Clayton Kershaw on the hill, minus 150. There's, like, nothing else notable. No, like, giant. I guess Jordan Montgomery and the St. Louis um, Cardinals, minus 150 over Mackenzie Gore and the Washington Nationals. So let's go over and look at some over-unders, shall we? Sure. Um, Let's see. Uh, nine and a half implied runs in the aforementioned car, uh, cards Nats game. Ten implied runs in Colorado Cincy, which was right on par with what we saw on Monday slated. I yeah. think it closed at ten and a half on Monday. Nine implied runs Arizona Milwaukee. Nine implied runs Dodgers LA. Actually, that game has been bet down already since open uh, to eight and a half. So three games currently. Nine runs or more. Slate low is seven and a half. Yankees and the Mariners. Well, let's dive into pitching here, James. Talking about our favorite top end pitchers. Uh, Got to figure a game that is a seven and a half game total. You have Garrett Cole on the mound here against Seattle. We've been kind of targeting the Mariners for a lot this yeah. season. It's not to the lack of name brand talent in their lineup. Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalnick, uh, and so forth here. But that lineup just really hasn't lived up to par. Uh, for most of this year, Yankees are going to have to go up against Kirby, which certainly could be a tough matchup in their own right. But when you're looking at Nate Valdi at 11-1, Garrett Cole at 10-9, Clayton Kershaw at 10-5, and Framber Valdez at 10-2, how are you ranking out these top four starting pitchers tonight? Um, ranking them out, um, it's Cole and Evaldi probably on the top tier, and Kershaw and Valdez, just kind of how they're priced right below them. Um, I mean, you just mentioned the thing about Seattle. Lance Lynn just struck him out 16 times in one game. Lance Lynn, a guy that you and I have picked on religiously this entire season. Yes. Um, and, you know, George Kirby did shut the Yankees down already this year. Just recently, actually. Eight scoreless innings, three hits. You know, they didn't have Donaldson. They didn't have Stanton in that lineup. Not that either one of those guys are even coming close to hitting baseballs, but it is worth mentioning that those are two guys that can potentially yeah. hit baseballs. So I'll go Garrett Cole one, Evaldi two, Kershaw three. Although 
I mean, I guess the bullpen blew it in that game for him. He's still been really good. And then Valdez, four. Um, I just, you and I have talked about it a bunch, John. Like, I don't know. The Framber, like, Framber is better than Javier in this sense. But, like, they both feel like the strikeouts have been a little inconsistent lately. And when I'm paying 10-2, I want premium strikeout upside. And Avaldi coming off nine strikeouts in his last start. Garrett Cole coming off eight his last time out. Like, I just yep. feel like there's a higher ceiling on both those guys. Sure. Uh, and I agree with you. And in bigger slates, there's generally some value on the board that we can go to to help us spend up for those top two guys. Right. Uh, I, I agree with you. I go I go Coley Valde as my top two guys. Um, you know, probably give the edge to Framber over Clayton Kershaw, but slightly <laughs> for me. Um, but it's it's kind of negligible there. Uh, next tier down, Ober, Stroman, Kirby, Gore. Uh, when I'm talking about my favorite starting pitchers here, uh, I like Stroman here at eighty nine hundred dollars going up against Pittsburgh. Dude, he's just so good. Day like clocks into work at nine, clocks out at work at five, yep. and just puts in a good day work. Never gonna really get too many strikeouts, but it's good. We're never giving up too many hits or runs. Solid. I mean, he's been well, awesome. Elite Fanduel pitcher, right? Elite like, Fanduel pitcher because he's going to get you a quality start. He's won six consecutive starts as yeah. well. Can't say anything bad about Marcus Stroman here at eighty nine hundred. I completely agree, and I'll I'll throw George Kirby in right below him. I think Kirby against the Yankees makes a lot of sense because let's face it, the Yankees offense has stunk. Yeah, the, without Aaron Judge, we've talked about it all season long. It's just a less intimidating line. It's not to say they still can't do damage. We've seen them so score runs, yep. but you know, they just got swept by the Red Sox. We, you know, this past week. So, uh, it's, we, you and I, we've gone a, a little bit back and forth here. What to do with Aaron Savale, uh, last start out ton of walks, got the pitch count up there, got him pulled early against the Padres, but had seven strikeouts right. and an usually high number, seven strikeouts and three and two thirds against San Diego. But, He's been pretty serviceable when pitching this season. Cleveland, I mean, our guy Kangas, man, shout out. You know, you tweeted him out earlier today. Uh, he did, rather. The hitting stats for Cleveland over the last, yeah. like, month uh, really starting to come around here. They're home. They get Oakland. Savali could be in a spot to get a W here if he can keep pitching the way he's pitching right now. Yeah, it is an interesting spot. I mean, Oakland has the second highest striker rate against righties. They have the lowest OPS. They have the third lowest ISO. They have the lowest WOBA. They are bottom three or last in every offensive category against righties. So, um, yeah, I mean, he'll probably be popular considering he's 7,900. And when you get past him... There's one elephant in the room, and he's facing his old buddies in Houston, and then the rest of the slate just falls off the cliff. So I think I could see Savali being pretty popular if people don't gravitate towards Justin Verlander at 73. Yeah. Uh, Over the last, like, 20 or so games, uh, this is from the Cleveland Stats Twitter account. Uh, Since game 50, I don't know how many games Cleveland's played here, but uh, so the last 20 or so games, I would imagine – Second in baseball and team batting average, eighth in OPS, second in hits, 12th in runs. So uh, a team that was last in all those categories in the first 50 games starting to heat up. Jose Ramirez, we know, uh, been an absolute monster. So Savali in this range, right. definitely going to be interesting. But anybody else down here? I mean, Verlander, 73. 
returning Lugo, Montgomery, Cease, anything lively? Would you throw anybody else down here? I mean, I would toy with the Verlander idea. I know righties, like there's a lot of right-handed bats in the, uh, let's look at the Verlander. I just want to look at the Verlander splits before I even go any further. Because if they're going to, if he stinks against righties this year, then I don't want to part because we talked about it on uh, Monday's live stream. Max Scherzer facing eight righties. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Righties are again, giving Verlander all the issues up. I might just stay away. He hasn't been very good. I know he was good last start against the Yankees, but again, the Yankees, you know, yep. have been maybe maybe there's a case to play Justin Verlander at 73. If he's going to be very popular, I'll probably pass because yeah. we saw Max Scherzer very popular at 8800, and Max Scherzer hasn't been very good the last few starts. So um, I I may pass on Verlander, but let's I'll wait and see until there's ownership in front of me. Yeah, I'm with you there as well. Uh, if we go down into the value tier, uh, I'll, I'll again just kind of throw out Cutter Crawford. Uh, got off to a really good start against Colorado, faded again. 80 pitches has been as high, though, so it could just be a fatigue thing, right? They're still stretching him out. Arm could have just got, gotten away from him there after you know the third inning when he came out there, but still five strikeouts in four innings. I know it's against Colorado. He does have strikeout upside here. Uh, walked a couple guys. It's not great. But it's 11 a game slate. If you're really looking to just make a bunch of lineups, get dirty with it, he's $5,400. Right. Again, I like the kid. A lot of the Red Sox scouts think he can project to be a pretty a, a back end, but a guy that can go out there and not kill you as a starter. So uh, willing to give him another run out there. Okay. I don't know if we need to go that far. I might not even act like this tier even exists sure. unless I'm using offensive players against them but okay. um if I, I if i were to pick anyone it would be cutter crawford for me. okay um let's move on then to hitters talk to me about your favorite hitters on this slate uh, again big slates obviously a lot of options we can kind of pick on to but uh we also see some pretty bad pitchers down on the value tier so uh more than likely a handful of suitors for your top hitters on this slate yeah so on the infield uh, top spends, I really like Paul Goldschmidt gets a lefty 5,800. Homer for the second time in third game, uh, three games on Monday. He's starting to come around, and he still hit lefties extremely well. So Goldschmidt for me, Ellie De La Cruz gets a lefty um, at $5,300. I like him. We, we talked about it on a Monday stream that righties were the um, split that Ellie, or righty, right, the right side of the yeah. plate was the split that Ellie De La Cruz really thrived in at AAA. Uh, he gets Kyle Freeland in Great American Small Park again. Um, so I, I like think we can say all him. Reds infield is probably in play here. Kevin yeah. Newman just let off the game with a home run against Austin Gomber. So uh, he'll yeah. more than likely be leading off again uh, with the lefty yeah. on the mound here in this one. Now he's a value play, obviously, but between Steer and Ellie and India and Newman, like, Votto back, you know, like the whole infield. Mc, McPlain, McPlain, don't forget. Oh about yeah, McPlain. yeah, McPlain as well. They can play the whole Reds infield probably again. Now they're mega chalk here on a on a seven game Monday. Could yeah. probably have some decent ownership still though, even on an eleven gamer. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you're getting Kyle Freeland in Great American Ballpark in the summer. It's going to be just naturally a popular spot that people gravitate to. I think so. Yeah, I like the Reds. I like Christian Walker against Colin Ray. Colin Ray, yeah. 
Um, not a great pitcher. And Christian Walker is a very streaky hitter and streaking he is right now. Um, so I kind of like that. We know, look, Ryan Nelson is going for Arizona and he's terrible. I know Milwaukee has been bad. I understand they've been bad, but like Willie Adamas at home (laughs) against the righty is the split and I get it. He's hitting 200 and I'm not like sitting here saying that he's a core play, but he's 4,400. It's a good price. We've seen Adamas up to like $6,000 at times this year. And he really has lived out the like righties in like just the righty thing that he hits righties. Well at home, he has a tune eight of his 10 home runs this year have come against righties and six of them have come at home. So uh, give me Willie Adamas is one of my favorite tournament plays. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Listen, I'm in agreement with you here. Uh, I also think, you know, for top end guys, you can take a look at Paul Goldschmidt against Mackenzie Gord, $5,800 Goldschmidt Homer today Uh, can certainly, I think run out there, um, you know, going up against uh, Detmers uh, or not Detmers, rather Gore Uh, Arenado. I kind of feel the same way. He's been, uh, he's been heating up a little bit. As well, four homers last ten, double dong there uh, on Sunday. So uh, he's starting to get going. I know the numbers for him this year uh, gets you know gets the lefty spot against Gore, and Gore has been good, but not great at times this season. So uh, and then Seager uh, would be my other top uh, infield here again. Just kind of ridiculous potential. We're not you know, Cease hasn't given us any reason to trust him consistently this year. Uh, so I would I would go there. Uh, if you're looking at some value infield plays for today, James, where are you peeking? So I'm going right to Cleveland. Uh, Andres Jimenez, 3,700, has really started to turn up. Um, Four-game hit streak. Has a 9-10 OPS over his last 10 games. Two home runs, a triple, a double, and 10 RBIs over that span. And we haven't even gotten the speed uh, out of Jimenez. How about Josh Naylor for at the same exact price? hitting 364 over his last 10 games. And he's had some monster games, not even like necessarily from the power department either. I mean, he only has eight home runs this year, but he has 53 RBIs right. in 63 games. That's a lot of runs batted in. Gotta be among Taylor. the league leaders. Uh, Dever was Dude. leading the league in RBIs. Uh, what's he at now? He's at 57. So Naylor's not too far behind him. Uh, Dude, that's a lot of RBI. That's a lot of RBIs yeah. for Josh Naylor. Um, Sheesh, 57 for Devers, huh? That's tons. Yeah, he wasn't. He was leading the league there for, I don't know if he still is or not, but he was right up there uh, with the league leading RBIs going into the weekend. Um, So I like really have a lot of interest getting to um, those two. I'm okay getting to uh, Heimer Candelario, who's starting to pick it up again. Back-to-back multi-hit games for Washington. He gets short of Montgomery, Jordan Montgomery, has not been good at all. If Justin Verlander is going to continue to struggle with righties, I assume Houston's just going to run back to Jose Abreu and Yanir Diaz hitting in the middle of that lineup. So I, I like that stack as well yeah. um, for the Astros. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I, I think we can certainly uh, go there. Uh, well, I've said like Cutter Crawford, you know, there you can also get some of these Twins guys in pretty cheap here. Uh, sure. You know, Crawford has proven to be hittable, despite the fact that I do like him as a talent. You know, Carolot's pretty cheap. Lewis is cheap, so you can go to some of those uh, twins. We're not, uh, you know, Julian. You know, we're we're we like the twins generally. 
yes. They don't yes. always like us, but we do like the Twins. <laughs> they know they never like yeah. us, John. They never. But like they're us. they're definitely cheap enough that you can uh, build some lineups uh, around them. I think on this slate as well. Uh, kind of just scrolling around here, seeing uh, if there's any other maybe like noticeable. Uh, I imagine Henry Davis is still min price here. Uh, Davis is still min price. Now he'll get Strowman, and we'll see if he's even in the lineup or not. But you know, looking at catcher. A position that, you know, we, we generally find good matchups that we like to target. Um, Stevenson is 3,500 against Freeland. That's a pretty good value play uh, on this slate as well. You know, you, you talked about Yarnier. He's 33 against Verlander. Uh, Patrick Bailey's 3,200. Um, so definitely some Bo, of our Bo guys. Naylor, Bo Naylor, John. Oh, yeah. Catching prospect for Guardians. Called him up, yeah. Uh, yeah, $2,500. He'll be very popular. Yeah, that's a good that's a good call there as well. Bo knows, right? Power from the left side Bo of the knows. plate. So. Yep. Oh, man. This is going to be your favorite slate of all time. We're playing Guardians. We're playing Guardians. Uh, you we'll love see, playing we'll Guardians. See, we'll see if it's my favorite slate or not. <laughs> we didn't even mention, like, Jose Ramirez. What is Jose Ramirez's price? 52. There, there we go. Yeah, yeah. He was under five. More like Quite a second there. Uh, not so much here. Um, yeah, so it should be a pretty interesting slate from a hitter's perspective. Obviously, always with 11 games. Uh, lineups will come out, value will open up. We'll see where people are set, uh, and we'll you know be live at five o'clock Eastern to break down the rest of what's going on here, uh, and to get a better kind of view on where we're going here uh, with some lineup building. Let's go on over to the outfield, James, and talk to me about your favorite outfielders for slate. Yeah, so Anthony Desclafani on the mound, uh, he has not gotten lefties out at all, so gravitate naturally to Juan Soto. I know again. He's been largely disappointing, and I understand, but I, you know, I have a soft spot for Soto against righties, so um, I'll definitely go there. I could definitely get to Buxton if not playing Cutter Crawford because, you know, he has been hittable at time. Like, he had three good innings, and he had one bad inning, and that's all it really takes, especially if you're facing Buxton, and Buxton's definitely had the superior, uh, his best splits against righties this year. Um, so I like that. Lane Thomas should lead off. He continues to just rake John. I'm sorry I stole that from you, but like, dude, he has six doubles, a triple, and two home runs over his last 10 games. This guy is an extra base machine. 30. He got 30 extra base hits and 69 dude, games this year. I, listen, we were in on him last year, um, and he has not let us down. He's he's breaking out. No. 11 homers on the year, six stolen bases total as well. Just keeps on hitting. Um, yeah. And lefty, his. The split we were harping on last year when he was breaking out was against a lefty at home. At home this yep. year, again, hammering it. 301, 894, 551 slugging in general, and he's hammering left-handed pitching overall. So, right. yeah, listen, Monty has not been the same guy this year as he was last no, he year. he not. And we've probably played more nationals than anybody out there. So, for better or for worse, or at least I have. For better or for worse, at least I've been playing more nationals than anybody out there. So, uh, no, that's a great call. I like that a lot. Um, other than that, like at the top, um, you can like Lugo coming off the IL. I think that's going to be a tough spot for him facing the Giants. You can get there if you want, not like the best spot, but someone that you always talk about. Um, and I'll just go to him is Tommy Edmond against the lefty. Yeah. I know Tommy Edmond's been bad, but stolen bases in back to back games. They let him like, off the other day again. So like, if yep. they're going to lead him off. Well, I sh- I would be a hundred percent in on Tommy Edmund here. Okay, good. But they got to lead him off. 
<laughs> right. He, he's right. hitting like 400 against lefties. Like it doesn't make any sense to like not play him at leadoff, but they, for whatever reason, they just, they just don't do it. Uh, I don't really have any calls with anything you said. Uh, Corbin Carroll is probably my top outfielder on the day against Ray. Uh, Death taxes, Corbin Carroll. What? Death taxes, Death Corbin, taxes Carroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Corbin Carroll. Yeah. I mean, just ridiculous uh, splits here. You're, you know, people may be off of him because of Corbin Burns on Monday and they'll just like, if he has a good night, especially they'll just run to him again here. There's nothing right. he can't do. 15 homers, 19 stolen bases already on the year. Uh, just ridiculous talent. Are you shying away from the show Otani show though? Never, ever. Eight homers the last 10 games. It doesn't matter whether a lefty lefty Kershaw, I don't think. 472, 1797, 1222. Slugging the last 10 games for Otani. Oh, by the way, he pitched during this stretch as well. Uh beat Texas. And he beat Texas. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's like I he dude, he would be the MVP of the league without the pitching. Yeah. And that's just like the cherry on top. Base is already with a 300 and a thousand. Like <laughs> he's having a better hitting year this year than he did last year. If it yeah. wasn't for judge setting the home run record, he probably wins the MVP. Yeah. He would. Yeah. He, yeah. He, yeah. He's a hundred percent winning the MVP this year. Yeah. It's not even, I don't even think it's there's like, no, it's nobody, be... there's no circumstance that I health, see health, 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 right. As long as he plays a full season, there is no circumstance that I am currently seeing that he isn't the unanimous MVP winner this year. Has to be. It's. I mean, if we're do, if we're doing this, like forget it. You know, like if we're dude, if we're doing if this, he messes, for, I was gonna say if he messes around and wins a batting title, and <laughs> and wins like twenty games this year or something like that, right? Like. Dude, if you so I did this, uh, I filled in for Colby Conway on the uh, Fantasy Alarm podcast this week, and the opening segment was go look at the Angels team page, right? Their stats page. The only categories that Shohei Otani does not lead in for the Angels on both sides of the plate is saves and holds. Every other category he leads: home runs, hits, average, RBIs, runs, strikeouts. Pitching, wins, pitching, ERA, pitching. Every category, he leads. Everyone, except saves and holds. So why don't we just start getting him on his off days, like on the days that where he's getting side work? Just use him in high leverage situations, right? Just throw him in in the ninth. Make sure you secure the game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, obviously a different conversation for a different day, but uh, he's the best baseball player we've ever yes. seen. Yes. And they have two of them on one team. Yeah. And this might be their first winning year together, so I'm happy for them. Uh, I'll hold my breath. And... I'll see. Yeah, true, true, true. Oh, hey, the pitching, the pitching has held up. For it them. it has that. held up. It has held up. They, they, they maybe they need to figure out a way to make a trade to get one more guy, yes. but Joe Adele, that's how you do it. Yeah, you float. You, I mean, you, you got to right let point. Joe Adele play to prove he's worthy of a trade. <laughs> He did. He homered. Yeah. Then they sent him. They, then they sent him right back. <laughs> they sent him back, yeah. and then they sent him right um, back. So yeah. listen, I'm with you there. Otani for sure. So, um, uh, Soto, yep, in on him. Carroll, 100, percent one of my favorite plays overall of the entire night. Um, can get there. If we're looking down for the value range, though, uh, what are you kind of like keying in on down here, guys under 4K? So I just went like all the way down to see some prices, sure. John. There's some interesting names. So Leotis Tavares, $2,800. Makes no, no sense. 
Jake McCarthy, Colin Ray, $2,800. Joey Weimer, $2,800. All three of these. No, Weimer has a righty, unfortunately, but it's Ryan Nelson, so he might as well be a lefty. I was going to say, Weimer hammers left-handed pitcher. Yeah, Weimer does hammers hammer lefties. He's just kind of been hammering everybody lately, so I just threw okay. him in the threw him in the mix. Uh, Jordan Walker, who is raking yes. right now, raking. Yeah. This is um, this is what we talk about with some of these guys. We're like, you know, that's Jesse Winker, just, not Jordan Walker. Um, close. <laughs> clicked on the wrong. Clicked on the wrong picture. There's so many walkers J- down here. JW, you did click JW. There he is. There he is. Um, you know, waiting on these top guys with talent, right? Like Gunnar Henderson took a while, finally figured out right. white hot, scorching hot. Jordan Walker took a little bit, got sent back down, come back up, scorching hot. Probably won't see the minor leagues again. Not everybody's going to be Corbin Carroll, who just comes out of the gate, best player in the league. Mike Trout took a little bit to get going, right? Like yep. here we are with Jordan Walker now. Guy's going to be a stable in this lineup, hitting for all the power that everybody had hoped for. Take advantage of the DFS price now. Remember Corbin Carroll for like the first two, three weeks of the season was like 3K. 3K. James and I were like, yep. thank you. Thank you, I guess. I know. Right? Like, Every day. Every just day. We, keep we pumping it. Jordan Walker in your lineup at 3K like we've been doing with Leotis Tavares for the last week, yep. right? Like play these guys when they're 3K if, if DraftKings is forgetting about them, if their algorithm thinks that he's still in AAA, you know, right? Like, <laughs> and just take advantage of the discounts. Right. Uh, yeah, he is too good to be 3K. Um, he's one of my favorite values on the... And you know what? Like, Mackenzie Gore has solid upside. Sure. At, and he was really good earlier. He hasn't been the same no. guy of late. So um, Jordan Walker at 3K just feels stupidly mispriced. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there 100%. I, I'll agree with both all of those value plays. Uh, and again, will uh, Howard Bender will be on the playbook for everybody. James and I will be back live. We'll, we'll give a little bit more in-depth take here on our favorite values and top plays uh, at each position as we move across. Uh, James, let's get into our Grandes Gems and Impemba imprint plays of the day here. Uh, why don't you lead us off and run us down, starting off with your home run call. Yeah, so um, home run call, I'm going to go Ellie De La Cruz here. Um, my top stack, I'm going to go with Arizona. I think they're going to get to Colin Ray. I, um quite a bit i think my contrarian stack um of the actually you know what i'm gonna go with the guardians as my top okay. stack of the day um i know guardians I could, probably could have been just, your contrarian stack but you i was gonna say i could probably use them as my contrarian stack but it i'll use them as my contrarian stack i'll go guardians as my contrarian okay. stack my my star of the day i'll go jose ramirez and my value play of the day how about a little bow nailer to uh to I mean top prospect was hitting pretty hard, pretty well sure. at AAA 486 slug 12 home runs um before the call up lefty gets Luis Medina and Luis Medina's been bad so I'll go Bo Naylor as my contrarian play okay uh home run call is gonna be Otani for me just gonna keep it rolling <laughs> why not let's, let's let it running out there uh Diamondbacks are gonna be my top stack as well do you say Diamond no you said Cleveland was your top stack right Please. Diamondbacks uh, no. Diamondbacks, I went Diamondbacks top stack, Guardians as Okay, my... Diamondbacks, I agree with you. Diamondbacks will be my top stack. Uh, the Reds will be in contention uh, for that there as well uh, for me. Uh, contrarian stack here, uh, I'm going to run out. I think I'm going to go St. Louis. Let's go St. Louis for a contrarian stack here against Mackenzie Gore. Uh, I, I like that. Start of the night is going to be Corbin Carroll for me. Uh, and my value play of the night will go with Jordan Walker. 
Uh, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, 3K. A uh, couple minutes left, James, in the show. Let's uh, build a lineup for the people at home. Okay. What do we got cooking? Um, Bo Naylor. That's who that is literally. And Jordan Walker. Those Bo are the first Naylor, two people I plugged in. Jordan Walker. Those are the first two names, yeah, the first two names I plugged okay. in. Um, what do we might want to do a pitcher? Because I think you and I both were – it was either Cole or Evaldi for us. Uh, Andy Evaldi prefer... gives us 37.50. I'm just throwing that out there. We got we got a bunch of out like value outfielders we do like. Leodis is under 3K. Do we want to do Savali as our SP2? Sure. You know, just to like or Stroman yeah, as our SP2. I like Jose Ramirez here at third. Okay. Yep. Um I, I mean we could just end up going full. Uh what are what do we got for Reds prices here? Like Newman, who gets a lefty again. Uh, he is first third twenty nine hundred dollars. If you wanted to play Kevin Newman, yeah, he's gonna probably lead off. Again, again. Uh, oh, you have Naylor at first. Okay. Second that base works. and shortstop. Second base and shortstop. Thirty eight hundred. Um, I put the show show Atani in our outfield. So second base. You want to go India at second base? Can we fit in a shortstop if we do that. Three uh, uh, K shortstop. Three K shortstop. Ezekiel Duran. All right, guys, that's an example lineup for everybody here for the uh, First Look podcast here. Again, James and I will be back live at 5 o'clock Eastern p.m. Uh, breaking down the slate. Howard Bender's on your playbook. We'll be back live again 5 o'clock, giving everybody updates on this lineup and all the happenings around the MLB. James and I will talk to you all later.